1: Ancestor by number one New York Times best-selling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, friend. Welcome back to Adrenaline Realms Thriller Channel. I am your host, Neil Helligers, and I'm so glad to be joining you for episode seven of Greetings from Salt and Sea. Let's begin.
2: At the next corner, take a right.
0: (laughs) Uh, I grew up here, remember? I know where Seabird Lane is.
2: Oh, yeah. Sorry. You lived on what street again?
0: Pelican Circle. I knew that. Ocean Breeze Estates. Always sounded fancy, but it was really nothing more than a post-war subdivision of tract homes. Like Levittown.
2: But with swimming pools and a lake.
0: (laughs) That we couldn't swim in. Or if we did, it would kill us. (laughs)
2: Hmm. our own personal Sword of Damocles. I appreciate you doing this.
0: Giving you a ride, or giving you a therapeutic cold water bath against your will?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Both, I guess.
0: You can make it up to me later, when we get that drink. Or afterwards.
2: I'm not Kevin, Jillian. If you're hoping to relive a school day's crush, you're gonna be sorely disappointed.
0: I know who you are, Kellen. I won't be disappointed.
2: We need to talk about that night. The night Kevin disappeared. About what you remember.
0: We will, but not right now. Later, after I come back to pick you up. When we get back to your motel room, we'll have all the time in the world to reminisce.
2: You were really there that night?
0: I was, but I left before Kevin vanished.
2: So that means you don't actually know what happened.
0: I... have my suspicions, but nothing I can prove. Don't worry. I'll tell you everything I remember, okay? Down to the most insignificant detail. Take my hand. Please, I won't bite. Oh, Kellen, you're practically quivering with tension.
2: Oh, I am not looking forward to this.
0: Dining with your parents? I thought you see them several times a year.
2: Not at their house. Not here in Sultan Sea.
0: I met them before, once or twice, but I didn't know them. Kids never really know adults, do they? Adults always seem so... foreign. Is that the right word?
2: Yeah, that'll work. Incomprehensible, maybe. Like aliens from another world, but ones that aren't all that interesting.
0: Did you get along with them?
2: My parents? Sure. They were benign as far as parents go. We got grounded every now and then but we never got a beating. They'd been married nearly 20 years when Kevin and I came along and they were very set in their established routines. My mother was a homemaker who loved to sew and watch television soap operas during the day. Vernon sold houses throughout Imperial County so he wasn't home all that much. Or he came home long after we'd gone to bed. Both drank too much, but pretended they didn't. He frequented the bars on the highway. She topped off her coffee cup with vodka. They were functioning alcoholics, but neither was a mean drunk. They weren't uncaring exactly. More like disinterested in being parents. On the upside, as long as our grades were good, Kevin and I had a lot of freedom to come and go as we pleased. What's wrong?
0: You're... Actually, talking to me. Really talking. Speaking in full sentences. Opening up. Exposing yourself.
2: Not really. Descriptive prose can be a way of distancing oneself from a nerve wracking situation. Don't pat me on the back just yet.
0: We're talking, Kellen. You're not writing this down. What is it that you resent the most about your parents?
2: Ironically, that they didn't pay much attention to us. Neither one of them bothered to find a way to tell us apart, even as we got older. I mean, most parents have a hard road with identical twins, but they didn't even try. They used our names interchangeably, and when we corrected them, they shrugged like they didn't really care which one of us was which. Like, our individual identities didn't matter. No skin off their nose.
0: I could always tell you apart.
2: Because you cared.
0: I'm sure they cared in their own way.
2: Indifference is not as innocuous as it sounds. Long term, it can be as corrosive as salty air. They only called me by my correct name after Kevin disappeared. Because there was only one of us left. My individuality only took root when I lost the brother I was commonly mistaken for. It wasn't worth it. Turn right at the stop sign. But you know that.
0: You call Alice mother, but you call your father Vernon.
2: That's his name.
0: Glib is for dinner parties, Kellen. Yeah,
2: sorry. Vernon was not exactly my idealized version of a dad. I think I resented him most for that. For not living up to my expectations. Which probably isn't fair to him and unfair of me. He is what he is. It's my fault I wanted something else.
0: What is your idealized version of a father? I don't know.
2: Maybe someone who would just listen, really listen like what I said mattered. Like I had something to say. Like I was worth getting to know. Who would see me not as one of a pair, but as an individual. Who would either share some of my interests or be willing to explore them with me. Who I could talk to, really talk to at length maybe for hours at a time, about what mattered to me, about how I felt, about what I feared, about how to emotionally survive, who would know me so well, he could call me out when I'm being disingenuous, without being cruel. By being constructive with his criticism. Supportive, loving, who was smart, well-read, observant. Who looked at me closely enough to be able to see if I needed something. Or if I wasn't feeling well. Somebody I could admire without feeling inferior. Who made steady eye contact and never averted his gaze. Who was interested in my work. In my writing. (laughs) In my creative process. (laughs) Why are you laughing?
0: (laughs) I, I thought you were going to say something like someone who would play catch with me in the backyard
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay right I'm a whiner (laughs) other kids grew up in households raging with violence and drug abuse now I'm complaining my daddy was emotionally absent (laughs) poor me
0: (laughs) no no your idealized dad sounds well ideal I think I would like him too (sighs) <sighs> My dad was also emotionally absent But I was lucky Because I had a favorite uncle Who treated me like a, a little princess Or at least like the beloved daughter he never had He would do anything for me And I think because of that Of knowing that I've always felt secure in who I am oh, we're here 2363 Seabird Lane You'll do fine, Kellen Call me when you're done
2: Oh, I will, seeing as my rental car is back in town. I'm not going to hike the five miles to the motel while it's still over 100 degrees outside.
0: Do you want to kiss me before you go?
2: Maybe after we get that drink.
0: I'll take that as a promise, Kellan Rucker.
2: You said four o'clock, Mom. It's exactly... It's your father. What about him?
3: He's gone.
2: Calm down. Deep breaths. Did he take the car?
3: Of course not. I keep the car keys hidden away. You know how confused he gets. He would get lost if he went out in the car.
2: Okay, so he's on foot. That means he won't get very far.
3: He took his gun with him. His what? His gun. Vernon doesn't have a gun. He does. He's always had it. He's had it since the war.
2: Mom, he wasn't in the war.
3: I've been trying to find it for a long time, but he's kept it hidden away. I thought he forgot all about it, but he must have remembered or found it somehow. Kellen. Mom. I'm afraid he's going to hurt himself.
2: Did he say he was going to hurt himself?
3: No, but he has a gun. Is it loaded? I don't know. I haven't seen it for years. Did
2: he say anything at all when he left?
3: Mom. He said he was going to find you and kill you, Kellen, but I'm sure he didn't mean it. Your father loves you very much.
2: Did you tell him the police found Kevin's
3: remains? Well, I may have mentioned it, but only because I was so glad your brother would finally be coming home to us. I wanted your father to share in the gladness. (sighs)
2: Mom, you know Kevin's disappearance is something he's no longer capable of mentally processing, right?
3: Maybe he could have this one time. Maybe he would be himself again.
2: By shocking him back into lucidity? doesn't work that way, Mom. Go back inside. I'll find him.
3: Should we call the police? No,
2: not yet. If he's walking around with a gun, the cops might shoot him. Let me try to find him first.
3: Don't let him hurt himself.
2: Mom, go back inside. I'll bring him home. Go on.
3: All right, son. All right.
1: Hello, friend. This is Neil Helliger's host of Adrenaline Realms Thriller channel. And I'm here to talk to you a little bit more about the Greenlight app. And this message is, of course, sponsored by Greenlight. But I was using, our family was using the Greenlight app uh, even before the first ad in a wonderful thrilling cosmic coincidence, right? See what I did there? So again, to catch you up, Greenlight is a debit card and a money app that's made for families. Basically, the way it works is that parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids spending and saving. And you can see exactly how much money they have in their account. And there's different ways to give them money. What we've been doing is on a, like a weekly allowance, a certain amount that goes into his account every week. So in order to further the conversation about money and about earning, uh, we're using Greenlight as a kind of a foundation for that conversation. Uh, in other words, instead of just the allowance he gets for a certain certain base things that he's expected to do around the house, Uh, we are also adding the chore feature, which is certain one-time payments for certain one-time jobs. For example, in our house we're trying to encourage our son to start walking the dog more. He's old enough for it, he's responsible enough for it, and he's done it enough that he knows what to do, so he can really see that for all those extra times that he steps up and does the dog walk, he gets rewarded for that job well done. And this is the conversation. In life, when you work a little extra harder, you get a little extra compensation and you can either save that up or spend it how you like. And we're not alone in this. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on green light. It's a very easy and very convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and for families to navigate life together. So sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to Greenlight.com slash Adrenaline. That's Greenlight.com slash Adrenaline to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash Adrenaline slash 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 slash. So thrilling, right?
4: As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify. shopify.com slash realm
2: I know what you're going to say, Doc. And what is that? That I was stupid to try to track down a man with a loaded weapon on my own. Especially after being emotionally frayed by the events of a totally fucked up day and having barely recovered from heatstroke. It would not be to your benefit for me to make judgmental and callous
5: remarks. But that's what you're thinking. It isn't, actually.
2: I'm not judging you, Kellen. I'm listening. You said heatstroke can cause confusion. Yes, that's true. What about hallucinations? Can heatstroke cause those? Heatstroke is a medical emergency that can result
5: in brain damage. Not to mention serious damage to internal organs. That wasn't my question, Doc. The answer is yes. Heatstroke can
2: cause abnormal mental status. Status? Really? That's the bland psychobabble word you're gonna use? And then
5: yes. Delirium and hallucinations are possible. Now we're finally getting somewhere. You believe you were in the throes of a... Uh, hallucinogenic state when you set out on foot to find your father? You tell me. It's not up to me to tell you anything, Kellen, or to convince you of anything. It's my job to guide you to your own conclusions. Like Virgil led Dante into the bowels of hell? Virgil didn't abduct Dante and drag him into the inferno, Virgil gladly accompanied Dante
2: at Dante's request and invitation. I must have missed that part. Was Dante facing a 72-hour psych hold, too? Did
5: you have a non-rhetorical question for me, Kellen?
2: (sighs) How can a person know if they're hallucinating or not? How does the dreamer know if he's dreaming? Yeah, okay. Close enough.
5: Carl Jung would say that everyone and everything in your dream is you. That dreams are messages from the unconscious mind and that the darkest dreams contain imagery that not only illustrates our internal
2: conflicts, but leads us to their resolution as well. I'm not asleep and I'm not dreaming, Doc, and Carl Jung's been dead since 1961. But the imagery, the manifestation of the people, the places, the things in
5: our dreams and in our hallucinations, come from the same storehouse in our subconscious. We are all limited by what we've read and heard and seen and experienced, limited by our language skills, our education, even by the scope of our imaginations. Oh, I thought the subconscious was infinite. <laughs> I believe you are confusing the human mind with the galaxy, Kellen.
2: Going for droll again, duck. Okay. Well, How does the dreamer or the hallucinator know if he's dreaming or hallucinating or not? One way is to look for the same
5: colloquial or idiosyncratic phrase coming from the mouths of multiple different dream figures. Unless it's a phrase in common usage, the repetition is unlikely in real life, but common in dreams. We all have default expressions, even clichés we rely on. Since everyone and everything in our dreams represent an aspect of us, we return to tried and true word patterns. This is why completely individualized characterization in hallucinations is rare. We are all creatures of habit, even when we are hallucinating. That's it? Repeated words and phrases? Dream figures or hallucinated characters can't know more about a subject than you do. Their knowledge cannot exceed yours. They might be able to quote Thomas Wolfe because you are familiar with his works. But they wouldn't be able to quote Proust if you had never read his writings. I've read both Wolfe and Proust. So have I. And your hallucinations will have too. You're scaring me, Doc. That wasn't my intention. But (laughs) guided memory recovery can be distressing, even a bit painful. Till the pain is so big you feel nothing at all. I believe that was John Lennon, circa 1970. Oh man,
2: and rest in peace.
5: Did you ever find your father, Kellen? Hm.
2: well that's a loaded question if I ever heard one. How did the reconciliation go? When I came face to face with him, I remembered something. It came over me like a blast of white light. What did you remember? But he was the one who coached me on the yellow taxicab story. He told me exactly what to say. And he made me practice it all the way to the police station that night. Again and again and again.
5: Why would your father coach you in a lie?
2: To protect me. To protect you from what, Kellen? From the consequences. The consequences? That I'd face. Because of what I did. Which was what? I think I killed him. You believe you killed your brother? Yes. I don't know. I don't fucking remember, all right. Vernon. You here? It's Kellen. Vernon? Ah!
5: Come right in, son. Saw the sign out front and decided to have a little look-see, did you? Did you bring the wife? No, uh, that's all right. You can bring along your better half when you sign the papers, cause I know you're gonna love this little gem. Solid construction, good bones. It won't be on the market long. Here's my card. Vernon Rucker of Rucker Realty. Pleased to meet you. I've been a premier realtor in Salton Sea for going on 30 years.
2: More like half a century.
5: What'd you say? Speak up. My hearing isn't what it was. And never was all that good.
2: (laughs) Not after the war. You weren't in a war. You weren't even in the service. Vernon, it's me, Kellen. Uh, Pleased to meet you. Vernon Rucker of Rucker
5: Realty. Shall we take a tour? Nothing like the real thing. Here's a little brochure I put together and printed up, but room measurements don't really do this house justice. Come along. You want to take advantage of this open house before the crowds come. And they will as soon as they tire of swimming and boating. The price on this baby is right. Somebody's gonna snap it up this afternoon. Mark my words. Follow me. I don't
2: think. Uh, You've
5: got three beds, two full baths, with the master at the back and the second and third bedrooms at the front, keeps the adults separated from the rugrats. Wink, wink you newly married son, or looking to expand your growing family, Salton Sea is family friendly so you won't find a better place to raise your kids safe as Mayberry.
2: How can you say that? Your own son was abducted barely a mile from here i don't mean to be an asshole vernon but sometimes dementia is no fucking excuse now this house may be
5: vacant but if you use your imagination you can picture your own furniture in this space a leather couch here the big screen tv against that wall i know there's no formal dining room but that entire area right there is spacious enough for both a dining table and a sideboard and I bet I know what you're gonna ask next.
2: Where's the gun?
5: Do the appliances stay? Well, yes, indeed they do. The full complement, including the dishwasher. The owner is also offering a carpet allowance. Now, I'm wagering there's hardwoods under this shag.
2: There's not, it's concrete slab.
5: Mid-century modern architecture
2: at its finest. It's a cookie cutter tracked home rancher that's been vacant for decades. The fucking roof is caving in.
5: Now there's no pool out back, but there's certainly room for one.
2: I left it too late, didn't I?
5: The owners will entertain any reasonable offer. And with 20% down, no promises now, son. But I think I can arrange financing that won't break the
2: bank. There was no yellow taxi. I never saw a cab that night. Why did you make me tell the cops there was? Ceiling fans in every room. Uh, That's a real fireplace, too. Solid brick. What
5: did you know that I can't remember? You've also got an attached two-car garage with an automatic opener and a door into the kitchen. Perfect for unloading groceries. The wife will appreciate that. I'm not married, Dad. Time to make an offer, son, wouldn't you say? I hope you brought your checkbook. I've got a set of contracts around here somewhere. Here. Use my pen. This is a gun. It's loaded. Where did you get this from? After we close, we can head over to Shippy's Tavern for a drink. Just us men.
2: Shippy's closed 20 years ago,
5: Dad. Just between us. Got some real lookers who frequent that establishment. Barflies, but easy on the eyes. Wearing those halter tops, you know, so their boobies jiggle like melons in a sling. Skirts so short their panties flash when they heave themselves up on their stools.
2: Please don't. Please don't go there. Please.
5: Us married men folk gotta stick together. Monogamy's not a uh, natural state. Not for real men. Not since cavemen times. We take what we want when it's ripe for the plucking. You may be pussy-simple at this moment in time, seeing as you're newly married, but you'll see the light soon enough. There's Madonnas, and then there's whores, and never the twain shall meet. As soon as you grasp that son, the better off you'll be. What did you say your name was again?
2: Open house is over. See? It's getting dark outside. Come on, Vernon. Let's get you back home.
5: That's right! Vernon Rucker of Rucker Realty. Pleased to meet you. I've been a premier realtor in Salton Sea for going on 30 years.
2: Why don't we go out front and check out this house's curb appeal?
5: In a few decades, when your loan's paid off, you'll be free and clear, free as a bird. Salton Sea is an ideal place to retire. More water sports than you can name. You like to fish, you look like a sporting man. The fish in the lake will practically jump onto your hook. We've got the finest tilapia and carp and river trout in our waters. They're begging to be caught. You and the little missus can have a fish fry practically every night. Cut down on the grocery bill, won't it? Salton Sea might be a tourist town, but it's as safe as Mayberry.
2: Yeah, as safe as Mayberry. A place where nothing bad ever happens. Come on, Vernon. Let's get you home.
4: Greetings from Salton Sea is created by Cassandra Wells and Charlie Randazzo. Written by Cassandra Wells. Directed by Charlie Randazzo. Produced by Fred Greenhalge and Marco Palmieri. Executive produced by Cassandra Wells, Daniel Kamen, Molly Barton, and Julian Yap. Performed by Daniel Kamen, Tom Bayer, Jeff Blumberg, Marta Cross, Harry Gawillam, Jackson Gawillam, Mark Irvingson, Charlie Rendazzo, Time Winters, and Tracy Winters. Post-production producer, Daniel Kamen. Sound design and editing by Charlie Rendazzo. Music by Quiet on the Set. Additional cover art by Heather Mason. Production manager, Devin Shepard. Production coordinator, Angela Yee. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi. You're listening to Adrenaline, readings from Salton Sea. Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away.
1: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine. erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god. And we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine. coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are
3: available.
4: Adrenaline is produced by Nicole Kreuter and Kaylin West. Associate produced by Devin Shepard. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Julian Yap. Hosted by Neil Helligers. Audio editing by Angela Yee. Original theme by Marcus Bagala. Original cover art by Kindle Thomas. Find more shows like Adrenaline by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm.